0: Recently hired to write a million dollar one year grant. But after actually walking through everything and all of the project phases and the timeline, we realized this is actually a three million dollar three year grant. And this happens often with grant writing because we think we know the cost and the scope is pretty straightforward. But when we really start writing it all out and understanding all the things it's going to take, it actually ends up being a much longer project and a much more expensive project. And it's really important that you get this timeline and budget art of crafting that down because you don't want to be underpaid, like doing a whole bunch of work where the grant didn't pay you nearly as much as what you said you would deliver. And you also don't wanna be under timeline. Like you say, sure, we can do this in six months and it takes way longer. And then you're not building that credibility with funders and you're not feeling like you've got a winning streak with not only getting grants, but fulfilling on them. So today I am going to walk you through how to develop that timeline and budget so that you can deliver and feel great about it. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 57 of For Purpose Live where I help you get clear, get focused and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into that calling that you have been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits have to struggle. Okay, together we can get you in your sweet spot using your strengths and talents to serve this world and build a movement of support for your mission simply by living for purpose, on purpose, I am Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about how you can write out your timeline and budgets in your grants so that you can deliver fully and get the most money. I mean, the money that you need to actually fulfill on it, okay? Now, before we get started, if you haven't yet grabbed my free funding proposal template, um, it will help you, guide you through all of the aspects that you need, all the components that you need in a good funding proposal. Um, and I'm gonna reference some of that today, so it might be helpful to go grab that. That is at forpurposelive.com proposal. Okay, so the first step to writing a good funding timeline and budget is to first get your methodology down. And if you're like, ooh, Rebecca, I don't know what a methodology is. All it is is your approach. So you are proposing a project, you might be proposing a initiative, you might be convening thought leaders, you might be launching a new program, you might need a structure, like there might be a whole bunch of different things that you're trying to achieve with this funding proposal and your methodology is just your approach. So what I like to do is break down my approach uh, into phases because I feel like phases help the funder understand that you've really thought through this. They also understand really what they're funding, you know, really what it's gonna take And then those phases always help you develop a good timeline and a good budget. So let's just say that you wanted like an addition to your building or you wanted a structure because kids need an area to play basketball or whatever. Let's say it's a basketball court, fine. Even if it's like fund a basketball court, it's gonna be $40,000. That's easy, right? But let's really think about the phases of that. There might be three phases like research and development, So the research and development might be like, we have to figure out who, you know what are good subcontractors to do this work? What supplies and materials will we need? We'll need to get three different quotes. All of that takes time. So the funder should be paying your time, strategic leadership or project management time to figure that out, to hire someone, to vet local uh, contractors. All of that is part of it. It's not just, we get the $40,000 to fund the basketball court and oh all the other work that goes into it doesn't get funded no a funding proposal should include everything that goes into getting the deliverable okay if it was three phases for a basketball court you would say research and development or preparation right and then you would say build out phase two is build out and phase three is like ribbon cutting and launch okay in in phase one you might have uh all of that finding the contractors hiring the contractors um, signing the agreement maybe you need an attorney to draft up something like there might be a whole bunch of things in the research and development before you break ground all the things you need to do before you break ground then in the build out this is however long it will take them to actually break ground to pour the asphalt to get the uh, basketball hoops delivered, like there's all of the things, right? Basketball, getting basketball hoops and ordering those might actually, and ordering supplies might actually be in preparation. Build out might be the literal build out. You know, it would be great if you could get from an idea from YouTube or Google or whatever, like what is the timeline for that? Like. Is How do they do that? Do they, you know, lay a foundation? Do they, I don't know how you build a basketball court, but if you could figure that out, you would be able to kind of know timeline and you would be able to know all the different steps. You would also know all the supplies and materials that would go into that build out. Okay. Maybe you want a fence, a complete fence around your basketball court. So you need the fence to go in. Does the fence go in first? Does it go in second? Like these are things you need to think through. So the first phase is preparation. The second phase is build out. This video isn't talking about the methodology portion, but you do want to talk about how are you going to go about hiring? How are you going to go about selecting? What's your criteria for selecting a contractor in your area? Are you going to get three quotes? Like you want them to know the type of thought you've put into how you're gonna do this. And then the build out is gonna be like exactly what you're putting in. We're putting in this uh, specific asphalt that's really good for your knees, and we're putting in benches so that families can cheer their kids on, and that it's a really a place of belonging. We're gonna put in, uh, make sure that it's handicap accessible. We're gonna put in a fence all around it to protect it, like whatever. But that's an approach. Like you've put some thought into it. It's not just like, sweet, well, I guess if you give us the money, we'll just create a basketball court. It's like, no, this basketball court is actually like going to be the heartbeat of our organization um, and a place where kids can go and and have an enrichment activity to do and build community together. And so we actually want it to be set up in this very specific way to facilitate all that amazing work, okay? So then you have build out and then phase three would be launch. It's not just like in suite we have a basketball court. No, like funders wanna get excited about like what this means for your community. So launch would maybe be an awareness event. Maybe you invite the whole community out to use it. Maybe there's a ribbon cutting. Maybe you invite the funder to the ribbon cutting, you know, and you say, thank you so much for funding this thing. Whatever it is, launch shouldn't just be and now we have a court, no. Okay, so you have these, this three-phase project. It might be launch and monitor. I always like like a monitor portion of the grant because you usually have things you're reporting on, some metrics you're reporting on. So they might just say, sweet, we built a basketball court, check. But if you're saying that basketball court is gonna give a sense of community, that um, it's going to be used as the heartbeat of your organization, then you wanna figure out some way that you can measure that. And maybe you're gonna tell the funder that you're going to report back how often it's being used, how many people use it per year, or how many people use it in the first two months. So if you have some metrics that you're gonna show them how impactful it's been, maybe you're gonna share some stories about kids that were able to use it and how much it means to those kids. Maybe some little videos of kids using it, okay? If you're gonna do that, then you don't just need a launch. You need launch and monitor because guess what? The, The grant, if the funder wants all that nice like data and these stories and to feel really good about themselves, then they need to pay you to collect these stories. So they might pay you for three months post launch, so that you can grab the stories, edit the stories, collect the data, figure all that out. Like you, before this, you would have thought maybe I'll just let anybody use the basketball court whenever I want. Now, if I need to report back how many people are using it, now we need a, a data collection system for how, when people use it. You know, we need to figure out how are we tracking when people use it. Well, that takes time, strategic leadership. It might take an evaluation expert. It takes somebody to plan that, somebody to track it, okay? Somebody to follow up on those metrics. So as you think out your solid methodology and your phases, you start realizing like, sure, we can do that. We can make this like a super stellar funding proposal and report back to you and really like show you all of the steps and everything we're gonna do but we're gonna, that's gonna cost more money. And you know what, I might realize it's gonna take longer, okay? So, once you have your phase one, phase two, phase three, you might have five phases, like whatever your phase methodology, solid methodology is, then you wanna draw out a super detailed timeline. Now, you're going to put a timeline in your actual funding proposal, but I, encourage you to just write out a very detailed from start to finish timeline, just like more detailed than you need to give the grant. So that you know like, okay, we're given the money today. What am I doing today? Okay, the first thing we're gonna do is start researching subcontractors. Okay, so that's an activity that needs to happen. Research subcontractors, uh, get three quotes, um, secure one contractor, uh, set the contract with that contractor. Pay, the initial deposit, uh, understand the scope of work and the timeline and how it's going to work, Um, break ground, get a permit, like there's just so many things that you need to do that you may be thinking like, oh, if you fund this, we could have a, um, we could have a, a basketball court available in two months because that's how long they say it takes to build one. Well, you're not going to break ground the day you get the check. So you need to think about this as far as timeline goes. So list out all of the key activities. Then once you list out all of the key activities, so, and I would even say like, you know, breaking ground, setting foundation, laying asphalt, putting in benches, um, erecting the actual uh, basketball hoops, putting in the fence, all of that stuff, every little thing you can think of. And then go back and think about, okay, so how long will putting out an advertisement, getting three different contractors to come out, waiting for them to get you a proposal, getting the three quotes, that could take six weeks, right? If you need to start now and actually get them to come out, actually write proposals, you need to get on them, you need to make sure you get three, that could be six weeks that you're getting the, the proposals or maybe you've selected and you've actually chosen a contractor by the end of six weeks. But that's a lot of time, right? That that adds onto it, okay? So start thinking about how long will each one of these things take you? Then I would break up the timeline into a couple month chunks. If it's a one year project, then break it up into uh, four quarters. I like to do that. If you know that the preparation is gonna take six months and the building's gonna take one month and the monitoring's gonna take two months, then break it up that way. It doesn't matter. You don't need to like have it be two months, two months, two months. You can do it by phases. So phase three preparation takes six months. Then I would just literally write January 2024 to June 2024. Here's all these key activities. Then I would, if you know build outs only going to take two months, then it's July and August of 2024. And then monitoring is going to take the rest of the year, September through December. That's your one year. Okay. And you've you've broken it out very obviously. Okay. And some, one of, one of the phases is six months, then two months, then whatever's left four months. Okay. So that's how you're going to do your timeline. Now doing your budget, you need to think about all the inputs required to do all of those activities. So now you have this huge list of activities and figure out which ones of those are going to cost you money. You might need to like develop a job description for someone. You don't start by recruiting candidates. You don't start by interviewing candidates. You start by writing the job description. That's going to take an hour of your time. So figure out what an hour of your time is worth and for the whole project think about how many hours of your time each little activity is going to be and even if you're hiring a company to like build this basketball uh, area if you hire a company to do that you're still going to need you know whatever 10 hours of your time will just be overseeing that You need to be on property while they're there. You need to answer their questions. So you might need 10 hours just for that, even though you're not directly the one doing the work. It's strategic leadership, it's project management, whatever. If you're hiring people, if you're meeting with contractors, all that stuff, those are all hours of your time. So just in your budget, call it personnel and have a line item for project management at $40 an hour, whatever the rate is times this many hours, that's your line item for project management. Now, if you need any other staff, social media manager, evaluation uh, consultant, you know, whatever else you need, then put that in personnel. You'll need a contractor to build this basketball court, okay? So the contractor, their labor costs is gonna be this. The supplies, I would actually break down all the supplies, okay? So the asphalt, the rocks, the foundation, the fence, the benches, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All of the stuff needs to be laid out so that you didn't just come up with, I think it's going to be about 50 grand. No, like you're like, no, benches are this, fence is this, because you don't, if you don't know, then you don't know. I mean, you could get money and then you've, you've promised that you're going to have benches because benches, you know, foster this sense of community and everybody cheering each other on and, oh, we can't afford benches actually. Like, no, you don't want to do that. You want to be like, this is how much benches cost. And you know, put in the budget for the most expensive benches if you want, because you don't wanna get into a situation where you can't afford the benches, okay? So every little supply, you know, if this is backpacks for kids, if this is program arts and crafts activity, any type of like sl- computers, technology, wiring, uh, phone lines, like anything that this would take, okay? you can add in there any supplies at all, any staffing you need at all. Now, you might be launching a whole new program where you're gonna just say, we need a part-time program manager or a full-time program manager for this, that's fine. But if you are already employed by your nonprofit and you're like, oh, well, I'm already here, so they don't need to pay for my time. No, they do. It's whatever your time is gonna go towards this project, they should be paying for your time. Or you can hire an outside project manager, one or the other, Even if you hire an outside project manager, somebody needs to manage that project manager. Like it's taking some of your time so you wanna write that out. Every little thing, okay? If you need to come up with your time to figure out how you're tracking how many people are using the basketball court, writing reports back to the funder, all of that is your time. So make sure that you're writing that in, okay? So literally list every input. And when I'm talking about inputs, I'm talking about people, I'm talking about supplies, I'm talking about technology, I'm talking about any infrastructure it takes to actually complete this project, write all them out and get as detailed as you can with how much money it would take, okay? Now, you might have a grant that's just, it's $25,000, and so you already know the amount of the grant, there's no wiggle room, but even more important to go through this process, because guess what? You might have a dream for this basketball court that's going to have benches and be the heartbeat of the community and have this fence around it and that's really what these kids deserve. But the $25,000 is going to get us a flat top with one basketball hoop and that's better than nothing. Okay? So maybe that's what you write it for but certainly don't write up a grant that for twenty-five thousand dollars you you're going to get two basketball hoops with a fence and benches and all of this stuff and oh we just won't account for any of my time because i just want this thing really don't do that okay the funder needs to know the funder doesn't get to take credit for a fifty thousand dollar project when they only gave fifteen thousand dollars okay and that is not how you should be using your time and it's not being a good financial steward. If they are going to say that they did a whole project, then they are going to fund the whole project and the whole project includes your time and everything. Okay, so if it's only $25,000 and you can get a basketball court, but it's not the one you want, but you can get it for that money and you're okay with it, then do that. But just let the funder know that like, I would say to the funder, what we really would love to do, what we have a dream to do is this, but that budget would be closer to like $38,000. I know this is only 25, we can still get this much done with 25. Maybe we could add on these extra things like benches and a fence um, after we execute on the first grant. And then the funder's like, yeah, once we see that you've actually done a really good job with the first grant, then we may be able to do those add-ons. So having that conversation, don't just go, oh, it's 25,000, so we're only gonna be able to do this I guess that's all I'll give us. That's all we'll apply for. No, like let them know your big vision and say, hey, totally fine just taking the 25 this time. We'd love to do this in the future. This was really our vision. Maybe you can fund that or you can consider that. We can have that conversation after this first round, okay? Always great to show them like, that's nice. I've got a bigger vision and to let them be part of that, okay? So after you've written a number next to all of those super detailed timeline of activities that you've put in, then just list that out in a table. And in my proposal template, you'll see a table there, but just list out each thing in a table with the amount. Um, And if you need to squeeze it into a smaller amount, like I just said, do that, but take things out of the budget that do not fit, okay? Because you might really realize that instead of this being a six month project, that's only $20,000, it's actually a year and a half project and it's going to be $150,000. And the way you can structure that is, you can actually say like, instead of this being $100,000 over one year, we really need $300,000, but we are fine with it being a, a three year grant. And maybe you need a lot of the money to really uh kick it off like you need some of the money front loaded so then you tell them like I know that I need three hundred thousand but we're going to stack it where the first year you give us a hundred and fifty the second year you give us a hundred and the last year you give us fifty so we're weaning off the funds okay that's how I structure a lot of my grants especially when you start getting into bigger chunks of money, it is nice to kind of know that you have some funding coming year over year rather than just one big chunk and it allows the funder to see you making progress and them to see progress before they give you the next chunk of money, okay? So to recap, if you want to get your timeline and your budget done really well, then you need to have a solid, solid methodology. So what is your 3 phased approach for this project? That three-phase approach could be whatever you need to do to prep it, whatever you need to do to build it, and then whatever you need to do to launch it and monitor it. Then write a super detailed timeline of activities. And once you've written that really super detailed timeline of activities and you've decided, yes, no, we could definitely do this within this specific amount of time, then bring that over to the funding proposal and chunk it up into appropriate chunks, either based on quarters of the year or based on your phases. Okay. And then list out all the inputs that it's going to take all those key activities. What is the dollar amount associated with each one of those activities that you just did, and then put those into a table to show an itemized budget. Really hope that that helps. Budgeting and timelines are not too difficult, but they are often just not thought through enough. What I see more than anything is nonprofits not asking for as much as a project's actually gonna take. Don't forget to go grab that free funding proposal at forpurposelive.com slash proposal. And if you want to write killer grants without spending a ton of money on a grant writer that doesn't care about your mission nearly as much as you do, I did just launch a grant, grant writing and funding proposal course It will not only give you the full proposal with direct instruction on exactly what to write where but it also gives you copy and paste examples that you can use and two secret weapons that you need that if you add these to your grant or your funding proposal as supplements to them they will put you right at the top in your competition with winning that grant. So you can go grab that right at forpurposelive.com at the top in the menu bar, or I'll link it in the show notes below as well. Now that you've thought about your timeline and your budget, I would love for you to, in the comments, write what your new budget is. So if you went from like, oh, to get this thing funded, I think it would be $10,000. And now after listening to this, you're like, I think it would probably be closer to $50,000. I would love you to just to comment 10 to 50, 10 to 50, or 25 to 100,000 so that I can see all that expansive uh, thinking that's going on when you're actually sitting down to think about what is it gonna take to actually do this project, okay? All right, thank you guys so much for your service to this world, until next time.